Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Extra work that just can't be found. Work. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble. What I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. Cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell. Even if we play in chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my steps. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels. Yeah, king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put an extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct King Podcast. I am your host, Jason King. 
and it is the 4th of July. Happy Independence Day to all of my Bills Mafia peoples, all my my homies and homets. And also shout out to everybody who hopefully will be tuning in from uh, 49ers Nation or Niners Nation. I don't know how y'all say it. I apologize. Don't beat me up. But I got my man Jason Aponte joining me. Um, and look, it's going to be a quick episode. going to be a fun one. We just want to talk a little bit about um, what's happening over there with those quarterbacks and, and everything with uh with the 49ers and then we're gonna talk a little bit some just some fun stuff some movies and fourth of july stuff and then we're gonna get on out of here uh so uh without further ado before actually before i do i got a quick real quick message from my man buffalo freddy and then we'll get into it let's go okay here's the deal i know as bills fans we wait all year for the fall and the winter so we can go to the bills games i get it trust me i do but let me tell you why this time of the year is elite it's party time And we're going to party for so many reasons, whether it's a graduation party, a birthday party, family reunion, or just because it's Saturday and the weather's perfect. Here's the thing. My guy, Buffalo Freddy, has everything you need to make your party the best party of the year. We have everything from chairs and tables to premium tents, water slides, wet and dry bounce houses, and so much more. And that's not all. The best barbecue catering in Western New York has you covered, whether it's a small party or a corporate gathering. Buffalo Freddy Barbecue Catering makes everything easy for you. Rentals and bookings available now at www.buffalofreddy.com or you can call 716-4-FREDDY. That's 716-437-3339. Remember, for all your party rental needs, just call 4-FREDDY. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I got my guy. At this point, honestly, I feel like he's my brother. I don't even, like, whatever. My brother, my guy that's the, the best 49ers content creator you're going to find. Maybe besides Stats. I got I to gotta see who I'm going to pick today. But Shout out to Rob. Shout out to my guy, Stats. <laughs> What's up? I got my man Jason DePonte joining the show today. What's up, man? What's up, Spence? It's always good to, to hang out with you, man. And, uh, you know, anytime that you ask me to get on the show, it feels like football's on the way or whatever. But, yeah, outside of football, you know what it is. But, yeah, definitely. When you ask me to get on the show, it's like, damn, football's really on the way. And I feel it's good about it. Yeah, yeah, it's almost here. And and the thing is, like, and just how you said it, it it's, it's the time of the year for me because now it's like, oh, I can start to get excited again. Like, once you start connecting with your team, with your people, it's like, oh, all right. It's time. It's time. So we actually just talked about before we got live on here, we were talking about um, probably probably going to Vegas for the, the joint practice between Vegas and, and the 49ers. Uh, let, let's let's start there. Let's start mm-hmm. there. I know, I'm know i going to get right into it. I ain't even going to play with it today. Mm-hmm. Joint practices in Vegas. Um, I think Vegas, even though I feel like they took major steps back, I feel like everybody I talked to from that organization and, and then the fan base, they still feel like they can kind of sort of compete if Jimmy G is somewhat healthy coming into the season, I know the contract situation with them. Just looking at all of that, how do you having Jimmy last year on your roster now having him go there? How are you looking at the Raiders to start? I think a, a lot of the complaints that 49er fans have were rooted in availability when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo. And mm. and when you say that Jimmy Garoppolo is a middle of the pack quarterback, people get upset because they say his record's not middle of the pack, but it's a, an ability. And also, a middle-of-the-pack quarterback is extremely valuable in the NFL. I mean, everybody wants an elite guy. Everybody's chasing the elite guys. But there's a reason that there's only four or five elite guys, and the rest, week to week, get piled in different ways 
based on how they're playing. But for them, Josh McDaniels built that offense around Jimmy Garoppolo, believing that he was going to be the next guy while he was there in New England. Now he gets to run that. I mean, Devontae Adams is a, is a hooper. They they drafted Michael uh, Mayer. You know, they got to figure out what's going on with Josh Jacobs. The offensive line is a little bit better. Jimmy, when he plays and he is available, is a, and people get mad when you say this, a net zero quarterback, which means he's not going to move the needle, but at times he won't kill you either. And at times there's flashes of play that you'll say, hey, look at that. You might have a guy. Jimmy is going to be fine for them. They are obviously transitioning, and Jimmy's career is going to be like this going forward no matter where he goes. He is going to be the guy who warms it up for the next guy, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. There is something extremely valuable about that. So it's uh, – I will say this. I'm a little bit um, – I guess I miss Jimmy because of the stability in some way that he brings to this team because now we really have no – now we don't even have the Jimmy Garoppolo safety blanket now anymore, right, like just being there. Um, I do miss the stability that he brings in terms of the chaos and the inconsistencies, right? Like it's almost like I set my watch to Jimmy Garoppolo, and now it's like you never really know what you got till it's gone. It's like the ex It's like, man, she couldn't cook, but she put it down this way, and it's like, damn, that's kind of where we are with Jimmy right now at this yeah. point. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was a perfect analogy, too, because it's like you, you really don't appreciate even like those little things until it's like, oh, damn. It's... So but with that being said, I guess so I agree with you about it. Like he. Let me rewind. I don't agree with you. Okay. <laughs> I agree for the most part with what you're saying as far as like how you feel about um, who he's going to be for his career. But I, I think I actually think he moves the needle. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like, I don't think he moves the needle in a sense of it's, it's like, is he is he a, a Patrick Mahomes? Uh, Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. No, but that's okay. He doesn't need to be that. But what I think is kind of like what you said, like I, I remember when Tyrod Taylor came to Buffalo, was he going to be the franchise guy? No, Rex Ryan probably wanted him to, but he wasn't that guy, but he got us to the playoffs. He kept the, the seat warm. When Josh got there, we were able to just roll on, just keep rolling. I feel like Jimmy is the kind of guy, like, like you said, he's not going to turn the ball over. If he does, it's like, he is not he doesn't he's not the guy that leads he's not a league leader in, in interceptions that's not how he gets down and and i think he's pretty accurate very accurate i think he's um you know he doesn't have the, the rocket but i think the guy when you put the right receivers around him you got Devontae adams how is he not the right receiver for anybody so you so you put him out there with him you got a good running back with josh jacobs you you know traded away waller but that's whatever you know what i mean but I feel like they have some weapons that if he's healthy, he can be consistent. I was I was one of the guys that when he was with the 49ers, I was like, I don't understand all this disrespect coming from the fan base when it comes to him. Because the record that he and I get it, their defense is phenomenal. Your coach is an offensive genius. So I, I completely understand that there's several factors. But his win-loss record, the the way the, the game was controlled, and it wasn't even like y'all was scoring like yeah, y'all wasn't winning games 10 to 7. You get what I'm saying? So I, I just don't understand all of the Jimmy G hate uh, from 49er fans. And then now, I guess, from anywhere else in the NFL, I, I think he's a solid, consistent quarterback. And like you said, those middle of the pack guys are very valuable. Very. Yeah. And and that's the thing, right, is the, the real complaints 49er fans had was about availability. And then the 49ers themselves own some culpability in the reputation of Jimmy Garoppolo. So when you mm -hmm. do the history, 
right? He comes in 2018. He wins the five games. He looks the part. You you sign him to the biggest contract at the time a quarterback has ever seen. Then in 2019, the 49ers, when he plays the whole season, they get this close to a Super Bowl, and then they lose. And then there's the reports. Tom Brady wanted to get in. They said no. Okay, so then 2020 happens. All of a sudden, everybody gets injured. He's injured. And then they literally go and they flirt with every able-bodied, two-armed quarterback under the sun <laughs> before they finally say, well, Jimmy's always been our guy. Like, they got this close to trading for Stafford. They did all these things. But then what do they do? They move up to three for Trey Lance. They kind of undermined any sort of Jimmy Garoppolo confidence I don't care what they say. Your actions speak way louder than that. Why did mm -hmm. you want Andy Dalton? Why did you talk about, you know, trading for Matthew Stafford before Sean McVay said, no, I can't let this happen? Like, you did all these things, and then you look everybody in the face and say, Jimmy's been our guy. We love him. No, you don't. No, you don't. So that, that's a lot of what the fans are, are going off of more than anything, too. So his career is weird because of the injuries and because of the way the 49ers have handled him. It, it, the injuries are obviously concerning. He seems like one of those guys that whether it's a small injury or whatever, like it just, it lingers and he's never back in time or he's never back on the field as much as people will want. But, but I mean, I don't know. I still look at it like quarterbacks on every team gets injured. Joe Burrow was out with a leg injury with his knee injury. Josh got elbow. Like you can go down the list of every quarterback, you know, Patrick Mahomes lost the Super Bowl. Um, partially because he wasn't mobile enough to get away from the, the Buccaneers defensive line. And he just wasn't able to beat a guy that we're used to seeing him be. So, you know, and that was the same year that he beat you guys to get there. So I, I just, I don't know. I feel like when, when we had these conversations, not you and me, but like when a lot of people have conversations about quarterbacks, it's like they value things that they ignore for other teams because the other teams have successes in ways that yours don't. And that's how I feel about the bills too. I feel, cause even like, Obviously, everybody wants to win a Super Bowl every single year, like every year. It doesn't you know, that's why you're playing. But there's only one team to win every year. So. Let me ask this. So if if uh, you guys go 14 and three, you have a great year, you win your division, you run through the playoffs, make it to the Super Bowl and lose. Is that a failed season? Oh, man, I, I don't know if you want me to turn to Giannis when it comes to this. I, I'll tell you this. If this was a team that had Kyle Shanahan and they were doing this in the first year, I don't think that they would see it as a failure. I do think no matter what this team says and with the way that they've handled Trey Lance, this is an absolutely win now right away all in season. And anything Brock, less than a and, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I mean, and I'm saying this yeah. with all due respect to Brock. Yeah. Like, I love the dude that he is. I've seen mm -hmm enough like the guy is the guy i get it but he but we're still talking about an undrafted or i'm sorry not undrafted we're talking about the last drafted and we're talking about a guy that we we saw some things but is, is that Kyle shanahan or is is that brock you know what i mean so that's the point jay that that is really the point right there man more than anything is for all of the amazing things Kyle shanahan and john lynch have done for all of the, the, the roster that they built that, that people agree top to bottom is hard to beat, even, even with the misses with Javon Kinlaw and certain people, you still have not gotten the quarterback position correct. Mm -hmm. And whether that is due to your own doing in terms of your scouting, whether that's due to the fact that you know in not investing in the quarterback allows you to pay Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, Chararius Ward, you know, Debo Samuel, all these guys, right? 
the 49ers are trying to win a Super Bowl in an unconventional way. And they're also up against it this year because Brock Purdy, after eight games, there still should be some hesitance to what he will be. Nothing about the past should tell you the future. It should be your historical data and the way that you look at this is what we think can go forward. But there's no certainties at all. That's why Trey Lance is still on this team. But then that opens up a whole other can of worms in terms of they have kind of the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. A lot of people look at it like they they move too quickly into the house. Right. You know, the girlfriend cooks. She's, she's good. The dates are great. Mm-hmm. Let's move in. And then you get there and you're like, wait a minute. I didn't realize that she misses the hamper when she throws her clothes into the, into the bathroom. I didn't realize that sometimes the dishes will pile up here and there. Wait, I should have thought this out a little bit more. So the thing is, it's like the 49ers are in this weird spot. They have this win-now team, this team that went to the MC Championship last year. Nobody would be shocked if that was the record, again, that you, you laid out 14-3. and three. But if they don't win – you can't just sit there and say, well, Brock is only a second-year guy. The success is fleeting in the NFL, and guys get injured, and you can't pay everybody, right? Like, you, there's going to be substantial guys that walk, right, like just based on the market. The 49 fans hated Mike McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey got a back with Denver. Just because you don't like him doesn't mean other teams won't like him, and, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. So this is what makes this year so strange, as usual, with the 49ers is you can look at what Brock did and say, man, we're optimistic. But if you say that with a certainty and then that doesn't pan out all of a sudden, now you're back to square one because now Trey Lance has a fifth-year option. Now you don't know what you haven't brought. And guys are just not going to be out there for you to pick up because of the way your roster's built. They're they're walking the fine line here, man, this year. I, I, I It's just weird, man. It's always weird over here with 49ers on the quarterback. And I tell you what, on top of it, I don't know if uh, Sam Darnold is like the insurance policy that <laughs> that I, I don't because I mean, and I get it, it's coach speak. But a lot of times when I when I watch these interviews or these pressers, it's like they're talking about Sam Darnold like like they were like the Jets were talking about him coming out the draft. Like, oh, man, he's solid. He's a good leader. This guy is and they're talking about him just and it's just like, OK, y'all don't really expect us to believe that Sam Darnold has a shot. At, at winning the job, but I, I don't know. How, what's your feelings on Sam I will tell you this. All right. So, you know, the 49ers have done a good job of building a reputation of not leaking, but former mm-hmm. players leak pretty well. And I spoke to a former player and okay. this is the little, the little nugget that I'll drop off. He said that they played three teams in 2020 that Kyle Shanahan would not like literally stop praising these three players on the opposing teams, which he doesn't even give praise to his own players. One was the Super Bowl in 2020. Obviously, Kansas City Chiefs was Charverius Ward. Okay. They played, they played the Eagles, and he would not stop praising Javon Hargrave. Makes sense. They played the New York Jets, and this man would not shut up about Sam Darnold. Let's do the history real quick. Kyle Shanahan offered a first-round pick to the New York Jets for Sam Darnold before he was traded to the Carolina Panthers. You know what the New York Jets told the San Francisco 49ers? No, thank you. Thank you, New York Jets. Appreciate you because you saved the 49ers from themselves. So does Sam Darnold have a chance to start? I don't think so. They love Brock. But everything that you hear about Kyle Shanahan saying about Sam Darnold, the one thing that loops all three of those players in also to let you know that it's real, 
this is how like I kind of pieced it together with my X-Files stuff from what the former player told me in this. All three were signed on the first available day of free agency. They literally went and targeted them. Kyle Shanahan loves Sam Darnold. He loves him. And, and that is not coach speak when he praises him at all. None. I'm confused. <laughs> Does he know what he's doing at the quarterback position? Again, like this is the question. This is always going to be the question. But he absolutely loves Sam Darnold. Absolutely. He's such an offensive genius. Like you would think that like the praise – I don't know. I, I, it's just like, you know, it's it's like to me, it's like talking to Jay-Z and it's like, yo, Hove, what's the hottest album out right now? And he comes and says, like, Afro Man just dropped the hottest hip hop album of 2023. It's like, Hove, what are you doing? Like, that's what <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me when when Shanahan praises Darnold. You know what I mean? But I don't know what you'll do. What you'll do is because Hove said it. You're going to go and sit and listen to the album. When you listen to it, you're like, wait a minute. It's the same thing I did with Darnold. Because I was like, all right, man, let me let, like, you know, like the year before I even floated the idea like, okay, reclamation project. Because some of those amazing throws are on tape. Let's 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 keep it a buck, right? Like mm-hmm. it's on there. But the head scratching throws far outweigh that. And at this point, it's like you're still banking on a guy tapping into this potential later on. Like there's only Alex Smith and Geno Smith that have really been able to just be downright terrible for almost their entire career and turn it around you're betting that sam Darnold's going to be the guy so it's like this is more about a kyle shanahan like love affair and when he gets fixated on a guy he will draft him like look no further than him drafting jalen hurd over terry mclaurin look no further than that right there god that one but hurts you know what? It's okay i'm not you hurt. just mentioned gino you just mentioned gino the thing is though the jury is still out on yeah he he was he was awesome last year he was awesome but that's one season you know what I mean? So I don't know. Like, I would like to see him uh, repeat. You know, he's my he's one of my quarterbacks in one of my dynasty leagues. So, yeah, Gino, like do that again. I need you to do that again. But but no, I just I don't know. I just it's weird to me when I hear these these smart football minds uh, say things that are just heads. And I guess every team kind of goes through it, because even with the build, like, OK, now we got Josh. So it's easy to have this conversation. But you know, we missed the playoffs for 17 years, and that's more than likely because we didn't have a quarterback. We've always had good defenses, good running backs, decent receivers. We just couldn't figure that position out. So it makes sense, but it just Sam Darnold, it, it blew my mind. But anyway, moving on, moving on. I don't want to, I don't want to drag, you know, no, because I, I respect him as a guy. He's a really good yeah. dude. No, he um, is. So I don't want to drag him. It's just with football, I've, I'm a firm believer that what people put on film is who they are. Yes. So like the first season when Josh was a rookie, um, I I would defend him, but not too much because like, okay, if this dude fumbles or throws an interception, every other pass, he's a turnover machine. I can't like, it's, it's literally a statistic. That's a fact. It's I can watch it. It happens. He's improved. So now I can defend him and say, no, well, okay. If Josh got that intercept, cause it's kind of, he's trying to fit it in. He believes in his arm more than he should do, but he's also an MVP type candidate. Okay. So, but to, to Sam Darnold. Okay. No, look, real quick. My dad used to say this all the time, and this is how I apply it to Sam Darnold. When people are trying to tell you who they are, let them. And that, that's exactly – that's the best way to look at it with Sam Darnold. Let them and then believe them. Don't just let them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just let them. Like, dog, if – we've seen Sam Darnold, man. I, you know what? That draft class is so crazy because Sam Darnold mm-hmm. was projected to be like – the most pro ready 
Um, Baker Mayfield's bum. I'm sorry, Baker Mayfield was supposed to you be. You really hate you know, Baker. I love you know, it. Baker is so buns, bro. Like that dude is so buns to me. Like I can't. He's so buns. Like, and we on air. That's why I can't say it how I want to say it. He is so buns to me, man. Like <laughs> he's so bad. But but then even you look at uh, the other Josh of the draft. Everybody, even in Buffalo, everybody wanted Josh Rose. Well, not everybody. Most people wanted mm-hmm. Josh Rosen over Josh Allen, and then Lamar. Right. So you look at that draft class and it's like the two that were kind of questioned the most have been the most successful. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Just the, the, the nature of the the draft and everything as well, mm-hmm. too. Right. Everybody, everybody loved Josh Rosen and, and all those guys. And it's, it's always fun to look back at the evaluations and see where they're at. But I, I still think Kyle is hanging on to that evaluation when he talks about him. It's just, it's strange, man. It's, it's the, you can give the man praise for the, the way that he causes conflict with defenders and he understands defenses and he makes defenders use their rules and then use them against them because he understands them so well but he's fumbling the, the quarterback position over and over. And there, there is no nice way to say that. Like two things can definitely be true. Man, can we just get Shanahan to, um, to mentor my guy, Ken Dorsey for a season? I just, I just need some better play calling from my dogs. That's all I need. Well, funny that you bring him up. 49er fans in the first few weeks were like, why can't Ken Dorsey get in here and do this and this and this and this. And obviously things kind of, you know, Played itself out over a full season, you know, for a little while. Still think there's time for him to to grow as well, too, and everything. But the the reactionary portion of 49ers fan base was like, oh, look at Ken Dorsey developing and doing this and this and this. And I'm like, bro, they got Stefan Diggs. Josh Allen's really good. You know, there's times where he can lift the play calling, which is what Kyle Shanahan thought he was getting with Trey Lance, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And Trey... I'm actually because I like Trey. I, I kind of I was hoping that he would be the guy, and I still hope that um, you know this season they come in and they figure it out and they see that okay, Brock is good, he's solid, he could be a good back, but Trey should be the guy. I just really feel like he has all of the the he just has all the talent needed to really succeed in the NFL. Man, he's mobile. The way the league is going, he's mobile. He has a strong arm. I think he's smart. I mean, I think rookies and I think young quarterbacks have issues a lot of times just with the speed of the game, and that. I don't know. I, I like Trey. I'm rooting for him. Who do you think? So do you think it is going to be Brock going into week one? Oh, yeah. No questions asked. I mean, um, the only real thing that would have changed is if Brock wasn't ready to go this year, which kind of gives you the hint that they're not really in on Trey. So when we were at the combine, Brock was still going through this process of, well, is it going to be out for the year? Is it Tommy John? Is it going to be an eight week thing? And the 49ers sniffed around their good old buddy, Kirk Cousins, as always, because they would rather start Kirk Cousins than put it in the hands of Trey Lance. So that should be the way that you look at it in the beginning. I mean, they can say whatever they want about loving Trey, being behind him. He's better than he was. Well, then you wouldn't have brought Jimmy Garoppolo back for $2 million last year. And if you really thought that you had what you had with Brock Purdy, you wouldn't have stashed him on the practice squad. You would have just been like, oh, we can just roll with Trey and Brock. It's a lot of talking out of the sides of, of both sides of their mouth mm-hmm. in terms of the way they've handled things because – I read it all. I see it all. I watch the games. I You guys are lying, like through your teeth, man. So it's just with Trey, unfortunately, it's just not going to happen here. Um, unless there's an injury to Brock Purdy or Brock Purdy completely falls flat on his face and, and just, you know, is not good at all, which I don't think is possible. I don't think he's going to be like terrible, but I do think that there is a bit of 
turnover regression that's about to happen because he got away with a lot of picks like that were and and that's stuff that while people don't want to talk about they end up being an incomplete pass man those defenders are going to turn that over and you start mm. to get a little film and can you adjust back so that's all there for Brock Purdy but it's really going to come down to whether either he's injured and Trey Lance gets a shot Trey Lance has to come in here and blow the doors off this thing yeah. because they do have to pick up his fifth year option which at the number three pick in quarterback is huge and it's a big number so i love trey i think that you hit the nail on the head very smart young man does all the right things i don't think there's anything wrong with his talent anything like that but in terms of timeline for trey lance and the 49ers they didn't line up because he needs to go through the bumps and bruises he needs to throw the head scratching interceptions he needs to to feel the speed of the game and it's been like three straight years and he hasn't played football almost at all. And we don't know. And that's the worst part. I'd rather know that he's bad than just say we don't know. And that's yeah. the worst part about this whole thing. All right. Well, I appreciate your, your update on the 49ers for me. You know, that's my my NFC team. You know, I know I moved to Phoenix and I tried to be like a like a somewhat of a Cardinals fan. They just aren't good enough for me to even. They just not, man. <laughs> they not. So. You know I'm rooting for the 49ers. Hopefully we meet up this year, like we always say at the beginning Bourbon, of the season. Bourbon Bowl in New Orleans. Up. Yeah, we gonna, don't, we don't do let that. It. Don't let don't let us meet up in New Orleans for the don't Super Bowl. Let. I don't think we're we're not making it back. Yo, I'm gonna tell y'all what. <laughs> y'all thought Vegas was was wild. I mean, in Bro. Vegas, don't let me go to New Orleans for the Super Bowl. Is all I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. 100. <laughs> even even if I got a media credential, don't let the Super Bowl be in New Orleans and have the 49ers in it. It's it's not gonna be good for anybody. I ain't going to hold you. I don't even want the credentials for that game. I ain't, I ain't going to hold you. I I, and you know what? I feel you on that. Uh, you know what's funny is I thought about that the same as that time. Like when I applied for the Super Bowl credentials, um, they said, hey, you know, we have to wait to see if the 49ers get in. Um, and I was like, man, do I want to be in the press box yeah. if the 49ers get into this game and they win the whole thing? Like, I just want to celebrate. So, yeah, I feel you on that a lot. I was in the press box uh, one time for the Jets game, and it was it, just the way it went. And um, – Obviously, I'm doing work, but then like I'm, I'm a fan. So like, and that was a regular season game, and like Josh did something dumb, like he flipped and did like the helicopter thing over a player, and I'm freaking out. I'm like, yo, in the Super Bowl, nah, man. Like it, it ain't, it ain't happening. You I will get root, kicked out. Credential stripped. Everybody's gonna sit there like, like just like this, like the whole time. Like yep. you can't say anything, you can't do anything. Yeah, I agree with you 100. So, so yeah, I don't even want if the, if the bills make it. I promise you, I will not have credentials. I'm not even applying. I don't want them. Y'all can give them to me, Buffalo. If y'all give them to me, then I'll maybe post game when we win. I'll try to go, but during the game, I don't want them. I don't want. Them. I respect it. I respect so, it. Before I let you get on out here, I got two real, real quick questions for you. The first one I want to mm -hmm. ask you though, since it's the Fourth of July, I just want to know. Uh, Either one of the other, one of the two, best Fourth of July movie, or best Fourth of July meal, because I feel like Ooh. it's different for different areas and cultures and stuff. So either for, for best Fourth of July movie you watch every or whatever, or your favorite meal on the fourth. Ah, let's do Fourth of July movie because I'm a big movie guy. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, I'm skinny, but I still eat meals and everything. Obviously, you oh, know, yeah. Glizzy's is on the menu. You know, we're good. Anything, anything grilled, anything that's on there, we, we, we're good. I'm, I'm pretty easy when it comes to that. Fourth of July movie, I didn't really think of that. And obviously, the first one that comes to your mind is Independence Day, right? But no, for me, I do want to have about Rocky. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, right, the fight was on July Fourth. Wow. Okay. Good. Okay. Here's what I want to talk to you about with Independence Day. When I was a kid, and Independence Day came out, 
that movie blew my mind. I never had seen anything on the screen in that way. Then you add in Will Smith, who's like literally the man at the time. Jeff Goldblum's great. You know, you have Bill Pullman's speech. I ain't going to hold you. I watched Independence Day not too long ago. That movie does not hold up very well. It is no. not aged well at all. It's so, on stars right now, I think, right? I think it was on stars. Yeah, it I think it so, yeah. It is, this movie has not held up the the like um, but I think it's more about the 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 I guess it's the the nostalgia of the movie for me more than me outright. Rocky's a great movie, mm-hmm. any decade, any decade, any year, any day. That's completely different. Like you picked, like you picked a timeless movie. Like Sylvester Stallone won an Oscar for Rocky. Like stop playing well, with that movie. It's not my favorite, but I think about it the most because I feel like every year, you, it, it don't matter. Every year, there's the marathon. You're going to see all the Rocky movies when you turn it on. I forget the channel, but but like every year, I think it's USA. Every year, mm-hmm. you're going to see Rocky. Makes sense. For the first one to the last one. And so like that's why I think about it. But but no, Independence Day, man. You know what? And I'm going to ask you this about that. Because Will Smith, you're right. Like That movie didn't quite hold up. And I look at other movies, too. Do we, did we Have we given him too much credit as like a top yes. actor? Yes. I'm just, I'm just saying... I didn't want to say it, but I'm asking it so you can see it. Yes, in the in the blockbuster era of that time, in which oh shit, oh sorry, didn't mean to curse. Will Smith's in a movie. Will Smith's in a movie. We're going to see this movie because Will Smith's in the movie. And then, like going back and looking at some of them, like Men in Black has actually held up pretty well. Like I, I really don't have an issue, too much of an issue. Wild Wild West was his first real bomb. Um, at that time, when you think about it, even though it, it made a ton of money, it just didn't make Will Smith money. Um. You know, you watch Bad Boys 2, there's funny parts in it. Bad Boys 1 kind of, I think that has a lot to do with Michael Bay, but I do think he does get a little bit more credit for that blockbuster era of just like Will Smith in a movie, we're going to see it. And I mean, everybody's had that era, like Jim Carrey had that era, but he wasn't doing blockbusters. It was just like whatever Jim Carrey's in, we're going to see. The Mask hasn't held up that well. I'll say the movie that I think really it it hasn't. No, come on. What? I'll say the movie I, that I was that gonna, I think, no, because I was gonna stop you when you said Bad Boys too, but I just let it, uh, I just let it right. ride. Then you, then you, you doubled down on a whole different thing, and now you come on, bro. I, I can't. Well, all right. My unpopular opinion about Jim Carrey is I think that the movie that ages the best. My favorite Jim Carrey movie is Dumb and Dumber, but the the Jim Carrey movie that I feel like has aged the best and still is funny to this day is Liar Liar. Absolutely. And that's the one that kind of didn't really like it didn't really make as many waves as Ace Ventura, The Mask, all those other movies. Mm-hmm. But like I can watch Liar Liar right now, especially because like I'm a parent, like and he has the kid and everything. Like, like it makes more like that movie for me stands out out of all of them. I don't hate the mask. I just when you watch it and you watch some of the graphics and you realize it, and then I guess the other part that, that bothers me about the mask is like the the comic that they took it from is like really adult. Actually, like it's not yeah. even like for kids very at all. Like, yeah, like very adult, like not even for kids at all. But either way, like again, everybody's had their era. But with uh, with Will Smith, I do think that it and it has nothing to do with recent events. I think we're just talking yeah. purely yeah. a purely a movie standpoint. And when you go back and watch movies, sometimes you look at them and you're just like, hmm, yeah, I don't know if this one held up that well. I ask that all the time because, you know, sometimes people have those discussions where you see them uh, like put up Will Smith versus Jamie Foxx or like Will Smith and Denzel Washington. And it's like, first of all, it's disrespect. Don't even mention Denzel. I love Will. Mm-hmm. Don't mention Denzel. You know what I'm saying? Like and so but whatever. Good movie. Good movie pick for, for the fourth. Uh, I'm, I might watch Independence Day, even though it's trash. I might just do it just because you said it. <laughs> but I might if you it. watch it, 
if you're watching it, you're watching it for the culture and the nostalgia. Like you're just like yeah. watching it just to be like just to transport back because it doesn't have good um it doesn't have good CGI. It has a terrible story. There is like it's it's just it, it's thing. again the when when I was a kid though that movie blew my mind, man. But you know when yeah. I love going back and watching movies for that reason. Duh. When I was a kid and he punched the alien in the face, what? <laughs> what? That's just make mind any blown. sense now. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> mind blown but all right let's get on out of here man last okay. last thing because you actually brought this up before we went live you wanted to talk a little hip-hop so um and again this is just a short episode for everybody because it's the fourth i don't want to keep everybody from y'all families i know at this point y'all probably full ready to lay down and go to sleep but i i did want to uh, have some content for y'all today and uh and my man jason said he would he would do it on the fourth again this is why he's the best he's the most legit appreciate you i'm just Anything saying for you bro no, same. Anytime. Um, but so you want to talk about the Benny, uh, Benny the Butcher and Freddie Gibbs? Uh, I don't even know what if I still want to call it a beef at this point because really it's just to me it's is, and I love Benny, I love Freddie, but I feel like this is like one of those childish, um, and when I say feminine, I don't mean disrespect to to women when I say this, but it's like a it's it's some it's like a caddy thing that you would expect out of like a Real Housewives show, not two of the best rappers in the game right now. That's really where I'm at with it is you're looking at two guys that like this really started over nothing. Right. Literally. And, 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 and let's really like break down a lot of beefs. A lot of things are misconstrued. Things are said. This was really about nothing. It was literally about nothing. The problem is, is that I feel that I have to lay the blame with Fred because you set this off with a bunch of tweets and everything, and you set this off in the way that you do, which you're starting to be known more for your antics outside of music. And your music is so good mm -hmm. that you don't need to be known for anything but that. And then you start to do things that are dumb. Mm -hmm. you, you antagonize somebody who's from Buffalo. And then you go to Buffalo and do a show, and it's just you and your lady. And you put your lady in a spot where she's in the mm -hmm. in the crossfire and that's dangerous and now she's out here like you know talking about the whole situation and i think she shed some really good light on it where she even was like are we really about to go to what is it the it, I, dinosaur barbecue or whatever what is it called and, and yeah, mm -hmm. yeah she was like are we really about to go here just me and you and he's like yeah whatever whatever and then she said you turn around and there are some people there to greet you it's irresponsible it's childish, and it's all of your own doing because yeah. men, men have issues all the time. Hip-hop is super testosterone-filled and aggressive, and at times, your respect is worth more than any amount of money, and that, and that goes in life. Forget hip-hop, everything. I, yeah. I want respect more than I want any amount of money. That's it. Respect me as a man. But this feels like Freddie antagonized all this, and it's really robbing us from a great collaborative duo that we could still be getting music from. They were supposed to do an album together and we're robbed of that say. now. And we're robbed of that now. I just, yep. I'm just upset because of what could be and why this feels so stupid. Yep. No, I agree completely. It is, it's, it's dumb on, it's dumb on several fronts, but the, the first thing to me, um, first, like you mentioned, so he takes his girl to Buffalo after talking all this stuff about Buffalo. I am very sure every city, has a section of that town that says like yo we like that but i'm gonna just tell you buffalo is really like that 
And I mean, obviously, you see the Freddie Gibbs situation. There's several stories we could pull up from um, just kind of crazy stuff happening when those dudes are involved. They're they're real. Like the stuff they rap about is who they have been. It's not so on that front. A, you're right. It's irresponsible. Outside the music, this is your lady, man. Take care of her. Don't don't put and don't put yourself in that type of situation. Like you know, what I mean, it's just not smart. And then I'm agreeing with you here too. The the music that we're missing out on, this is what this is the problem for me because I'm such a hip hop fan and hip. You know, we me and you talked in Vegas. Probably we had a long conversation about hip hop. Mm -hmm. I love hip hop so much, and right now I feel like outside of outside of the women of hip hop, and then they're holding it down. They holding it down, and then like they're sprinkled. There's some sprinkled talent here and there um, that's coming up for the guys. These young guys is coming up, but for the most part, it's not like it used to be, man. I remember as a kid, like in 98, I remember, man, that year, the amount of classic albums that I didn't realize was classic, but the amount of albums I bought as a 12 year old in 98, like Jay-Z dropped volume two with hard knock life. Uh, I can probably DMX. Let me see. Nas dropped DMX dropped twice. I think that year he had two yep. albums. Mm -hmm. Yeah. DMX dropped twice that year. Yep. Um, Dog, I'm just saying, we could go down a list of like every year, and it's just like now. I think I read something last week that said there hasn't even been a number one, a song hasn't charted at number one for hip hop. This no, year. no the hip hop album, album has album. been number one. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and and Gunna was the closest, which is is insane when you really think about his situation or whatever. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's gonna take a, a Drake or a, a Kendrick or a Cole to put something out. I think at this point, it's just. It should be about the music. It's got to be about the music, man. That's it more than anything. But yeah, man, it's just disappointing. You know, again, like I'm not I'm not even faulting Benny here in this. I'm not cuz I think he's I responding. Do. You do? Okay. I do. And 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 I love Benny. Benny is my dude. So like Benny, if you hear this, my bad. Like but not really my bad. I'm going to just be honest about it. Um I think there's a certain way that that men should handle those type of things. And I miss the day and age where rappers actors singers basketball players football players stefan diggs didn't tweet and didn't um go live and didn't put all her feelings on social media i love diggs stop dog like you know what happens every time you tweet a lyric the whole world goes crazy and then i got to sit here and defend you and say that no steph is really happy with the team it's just a situation i got to go through the whole speech every time just stop just stop and so like when i'm talking about this it's like, okay, you're right. Freddie Gibbs popped it out of nowhere. Benny, call that man. Or if you or if you're done with him, don't call that man. But just drop it. Like, stop what he's on another podcast a couple weeks ago talking about it. And he's talking about it. Like, keep it to music. I miss the day when, like, when again, I always talk about Jay-Z because that's my guy, but you know, the Jay-Z situation. Nas don't want to with Hove. No, say his name on a record. Hop stop tweeting. Stop tweeting. So I blame them both. I, I blame them both. I, I want an album. Give me a joint album. I would love that. Maybe maybe they're doing all this just to, to reconcile and do that and, and, and hook everybody up. But you know, and like numbers. anytime anytime they've collaborated on either's album, you know, um, you know, Benny's on Alfredo and and mm -hmm. he's on Betty's album. It's just like, man, you can feel the connection. And that's the beauty of hip hop. A guy from Gary, Indiana, and a guy from Buffalo can sound like they've been friends for however long and have this incredible chemistry just because they're both amazing artists. So yeah, we're just missing out on the music more than anything. That's what makes me more sad. 
just sucks. Who, who's your favorite out right now? And then we can get out of here. Right now, Kendrick. Uh, I mean, but uh, Kendrick's last album for me was not the easiest to listen to. Um, and I have an issue with double albums most of the time just because the standard was set so high with Life After Death. And even Drake talked about it when he dropped Scorpion. Was like I was just like super focused on this idea of making a, a double album with every song being hot. Well, newsflash. Was. That's why Biggie was that guy, and that's why nobody else really does it. So, look, there's some songs on the Kendrick album that I really love. This one was the hardest for me to connect with, but I still love my guy. And I think that now that he's out of TDE, you see him making a song with, with Baby King, uh, Baby King that's a little bit more um, upbeat and, and, and normal, right? Like, like, I love the lyrical shit, but, like, can we get some fun regular records too, Kendrick? Because yeah. you can do both. You can do both. So, yeah, Kendrick's my guy. I got you. I'm with, I'm with, I'm with, right now, my guy is J. Cole. Yeah. My guys, oh, we, yeah, I we think, talked um, about that. Yeah, yeah. I think the conversation, and then this could be another day. We could have we. I was supposed to do twenty minutes, bro. It's forty. I'm sorry. Let me let you That's go. Cool. You're but, good. But one of these days, I really want to have a conversation. It ain't got to be sports at all. Just do music and talk about. Um, I, I think it's time, and I mean this. I think it's time for us as hip hop fans to be honest with ourselves and say, like, yo, there's some guys that got pushed out the top ten, and there's some guys that made their way into it. And I think J Cole. I think Kendrick. Are two of them. I do. I think Drake is one of them as well. And I'm a little yeah. up, he little Drake is doing some stuff right now that got me kind of like chill, pause. Mm -hmm. Like you need to pause. But when he spits, that guy he got the bars. No, and and that's the thing too is is a lot of people don't like hearing that somebody from your era is getting pushed out by one of these newer guys. But J Cole gets on anybody's record. Like he smoked that Dirk record. And anytime he's on your record, even even um like the the joint with Bia, the London record. When he's on your record, he is smoking on your record. Like, and Drake, Drake is Drake is a guy that now we need to stop talking about as like, oh well, who's out of these three? Drake absolutely is in the top ten, and I don't know who needs to hear this. You just gotta take the blinders off. You can literally say, I don't mess with all of his music, but you have to be able to recognize the impact and the amount of music and the discography this man is compiling because he's yep. putting out albums with 21 Savage that are fire. He can go back in his bag and do Honestly Nevermind, which I'm, I'm not even that big on that album, but there's joints on there. He can do whatever he wants. Drake is absolutely in the top 10, and we need to start talking about these other guys in there too. Bro, what other rapper, not even rapper, what other artists do you know has music literally for everyone? Like it don't matter the venue, it don't matter the culture, it don't matter, it don't matter the type of party. Drake got a record that he can drop that'll make that entire room go nuts. Yeah. And that's important. Everybody always everybody is so hyper focused on whatever it is that they love about hip hop. Mm -hmm. I want bars. Okay, so you're about to listen to a guy lyrically put it down for three minutes over a beat that is hard to listen to, but you're there listening to the music. There's such a blend of all of those things and being able to have your music accessible that Drake has been able to do that has been unseen for a long time. And, and I mm -hmm. think that that's the best way to put it. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, I, and I'm hoping there was a rumor about Drake dropping like another album this year. Uh, so mm -hmm. I hope that comes. I hope that comes ASAP. I need that. So yeah. I, I need another break. Give me a J. Cole joint. I need a J. Cole, I need a J. Cole joint like yesterday. Like, <laughs> like yesterday so but yo you uh let us know where they can find you i see you put your uh your your handle down there under your name uh but let them know if you got any content coming up um and saying thank shout out to jordan too i gotta get jordan yeah, on soon 
Hell yeah. Uh, thank you again, man. You know, you got me anytime. But uh, yeah, uh, Niners Nation, um, I write on there every single day, Monday through Friday. Um, and, you know, you can follow me on YouTube, Jason Aponte. And as training camp is going on, you'll get daily training camp reports and the joint practices. And we're getting closer to the season. So the content goes the entire week. And uh, yeah, man, we're, we're working on here. Shout out to Jordan and KP and everybody at SB Nation, too. We SB Nation, boys. Hey, we out here, squad. Let's get it. So, look, y'all know how we do it over here with Buffalo Rumblings, man. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. As always, stay positive, test negative. Go Bills. Let's get it. Code of conduct.